A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. A quick content warning, uh, parents and guardians of kids who are maybe just about to start losing baby teeth, a heads up, this episode talks frankly about the history of the tooth fairy, so choose your audience wisely. And that's the strangest content warning I've ever given, so let's dive right in. We spoke via email with Christina Kilgrove, an anthropologist and science writer with a background in archaeology, so she's used to dealing with teeth and bones. But even she wasn't prepared for the sight of her seven-year-old daughter extracting her own upper right central incisor in an effort to cash it in. Kilgrove said, I was initially inspired to track down the source of the tooth fairy legend when my older daughter lost her first tooth. She knew the tooth fairy wasn't real, but wanted to know when and why the story began. Even if you aren't familiar with the Tooth Fairy's origin story, you've likely heard of her or encountered a kid like Kilgrove's daughter who's perhaps a little overly excited to earn some dough. The folklore dictates that when a child loses a baby tooth, they should place it under their pillow at night, and when they awake the next morning, they'll find their lost tooth has been replaced with a small amount of money, a courtesy of a magical and seemingly enamel-obsessed sprite. 
Unlike Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy has a somewhat enigmatic history. Kilgrove said, I was surprised that the Tooth Fairy is a comparatively new legend. She started to take off with the boomer generation getting paid for their teeth and was cemented in encyclopedias and the media with Gen X. And while other childhood characters typically have roots in religious traditions, Kilgrove says, quote, the secular tooth fairy is really a modern invention. So, who is this mysterious mythical creature, and why is she so dead set on swapping baby teeth for cash? We also spoke via email with Dr. Sal Colombo, DMD, of the Little Royals Dentistry for Kids in Jupiter, Florida. He said, Some have suggested that the story of the Tooth Fairy dates back to Norse traditions from the 13th century, when it became a tradition for a tooth fee to be given to a child when they lost their first baby tooth. The more modern Tooth Fairy as we know it was first referenced in an editorial from the Chicago Daily Tribune in 1908, which, at that time, valued the Tooth Fairy's contribution at five cents, compared to an average approaching $4 a tooth today. So... Kilgrove pegs the popularity of the Tooth Fairy to the childhood of the Boomers, and Columbo dates the character's birth back to the 1200s. But there's a third possibility. Writer and publisher Michael Hingston explained in a 2014 piece for Salon that the legend really took off in the 1970s, when a woman named Rosemary Wells took it upon herself to thoroughly research and report on the Tooth Fairy's saga. Kilgrove said, Dr. Wells was a professor teaching scientific writing at Northwestern University's dental school in the 1970s when she realized there was little information about the origin of the Tooth Fairy legend. She worked on tracking down the origin and surveyed Americans on their Tooth Fairy practices for 20 years before starting a small museum in her home dedicated to the Tooth Fairy. Hingston said, I love when people accidentally become world experts on something, and Rosemary Wells is a great example of this. She asked a simple question, followed her curiosity, and ended up with a private museum in her home dedicated to the Tooth Fairy. How do you not root for that? As Hingston writes, the Tooth Fairy is a relatively recent creation, but, quote, rituals surrounding tooth loss date back much further than that. He points out that every single recorded human culture has some sort of traditional practice centered around the disposal of lost baby teeth. And researcher B.R. Townend broke down the various rituals in an article in the British Dental Journal in 1963, titled The Non-Therapeutic Extraction of Teeth and Its Relation to the Ritual Disposal of Shed Deciduous Teeth. Townend said that cultures tend to do one of nine things— throw the tooth into the sun, into fire, between the legs, onto or over the roof of the house, place it in a mouse hole, bury it, hide it, place it in a tree or on a wall, or have the mother, child, or an animal swallow it. Americans, however, spun the legend in a unique way, blending and augmenting existing traditions to result in a benevolent fairy who rewards the dental milestone with money. And, as Hingston points out, the Tooth Fairy's star rose at a time when Disney was introducing kind and cuddly characters who are perfectly in line with the Tooth Fairy's sweet and supernatural image. If you're a parent and unsure of how to handle the Tooth Fairy topic with your young tot, Columbo has a suggestion. He said, We encourage parents to call Tooth Fairy hotlines for the first tooth lost, as well as remind them to put the tooth under the pillow so the Tooth Fairy can work their magic. And yes, Googling Tooth Fairy hotlines does turn up all sorts of helpful results, including apps and local dentist's office voice mailboxes. And if you're curious how much the Tooth Fairy is doling out nowadays, researchers found that the national average was up to $4.66 as of 2016, 
almost 80% higher than the average in 2011, which was around $2.60. But if you're a freaked out and frugal parent in 2020, you can breathe a sigh of relief. A 2018 study found that the national average had dipped back down to $3.70. So despite the impact of inflation, it appears even the tooth fairy has her monetary limits. And if you're wondering whether it's time to break the news to your kid that you're the one responsible for that under-the-pillow cash reward, you can relax. Columbo said, We don't have a timeline to discuss when we stop talking about the tooth fairy. At our office, we love to encourage kids young and old to think of the tooth fairy. It's positive reinforcement, and it helps give the children something to look forward to during a part of their lives where things are changing for the better. We're pediatric dentists, and we revel in the mythology and the fun. And whether you're five and losing your first tooth or 12 and losing your last baby tooth, it's all part of the experience. Today's episode was written by Michelle Konstantinovsky and produced by Tyler Klang. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more on this and lots of other toothsome topics, visit our home planet, howstuffworks.com. And for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.